So many of us set goals every year, and do we accomplish them? Well, sometimes, and sometimes we do, sometimes we don't, sometimes we do parts of them. I totally get it. And so what I've been doing all month, if you haven't already caught back, you can go back and check kind of like this series of ending the year right. I'm going to tell you today how I make my goals for 2022 in Shell Business Island in a way that I know works, that will actually be able to achieve them. If that sounds good, let's dive right in. Hey sis, before the podcast gets going, I thought I'd give you a two-minute reminder on some upcoming free events and learning experiences that we'll have here at Mindful Muslima that you are not going to want to miss. Okay, first, back by popular demand, our Muslim Marriage Lab is reopening. It's our free class and program where we talk you through how to find a spouse by the Quran and Sunnah. Now, a lot of people ask me for who it is for. It is definitely for single women looking to marry for the first time or women who are previously divorced looking to remarry or at least understand what it takes to remarry so that when you are ready, you know how to do it right and avoid common mistakes. Everyone inside learns how to find their, how to know their rights with their parents, the guy and his family, how to tell if you're ready for marriage, who the right guy is for you, get the top questions to ask a spouse, how to spot red flags, issue with his family, where to find him, how to deal with dating apps the right way, all the steps of the progress from, um, you know, the whole process from engagement and marriage and beyond. There's a ton more. I even tell stories about how I marry my own kids. This is the free class and program that only opens once or twice a year, and it's about to open again, inshallah, bismillah ta'ala, the third week of January. So get on the wait list so you're the first to get alerted and get a seat before we're filled to capacity, as we often do. Link in the show notes. The second one is our wait list is now open for our next book club. So many of you love it. The next one is reopening in February. We also get a ton of signups for that. So definitely snag your spot in the link in the show notes below for that. We'll be um, announcing the name of the next book we're going to do soon once you're on the list and then you'll end up getting an email. Okay, lastly, if you are in our private membership, our international sisterhood, Thrive Muslima, and yes, this is part of your package for free. Don't forget that our mentorship program registration is open for about a week from January 9th. And for those of you who have never done it, you get small group weekly meetings with my team on how to improve your life balance and the tools to do it. You're given everything and even feedback weekly on how you're doing and what you can do to do even better. And not only do you get personalized attention and follow-up, but you're also joined with other Muslimas who have the same goals. So if you would love guided motivation and support for any issues with procrastination, all that, this is a place to get help and support. This is one of the best ways in real time live. Our next six-week cycle is about to start, so don't miss out for all the Thrive Muslima members. Um, more details are inside of Thrive Muslima on the platform, or you'll be getting an email no worries inshallah bismillah on how to join and if any of that sounds good to you sis and you don't know how to access the show notes in the podcast no worries just dm me on instagram at mindful muslima and i'll help you out okay let's dive into the podcast Okay, so if you don't already know me, I'm Mindful Muslim, and we are here in the podcast to talk to you about how we can thrive in 2022. As you know, our motto here is helping women grow and thrive. And so as a mom of five, I have a lot of responsibility. As a, a person in the community that helps Muslims, I have a lot of responsibility. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, first, first above all those, I have responsibility, right? And then obviously I'm a wife as well. Gosh, can't leave my husband out, right? And so as I'm doing all of that stuff, it really requires a lot of life balance. Now, I'm not going to go into all 
all the nitty gritty of life balance. You guys know we're going to have a um, a workshop or some type of a, a class or program coming out after Ramadan about that. But today, what I'm going to talk about is we're going to go into goal setting for 2022. And you know, I'm going to talk about basically how I set goals and um, and I really make sure that they get done in a way that is simple. So what I'm going to give you today is just a three step process. And you know, for those of you who feel like you're not that organized and you just can't be, or like you'd love to be, but you feel like, oh gosh, I'm I'm such a failure. I'm never really getting things done like I should. That's not true. There was once a time when I was not only disorganized, but unproductive. Oh yes, me, the one with the podcast. Okay. So I remember specifically, if I could think about it very, very vividly, I was standing at this bus stop in Harlem in New York City, waiting for the bus to my job. And I was financially unstable. Let's just say we had to keep the oven open at night to keep the heat on. And we ate ramen and cereal more than we'd like to admit. This is way before I had the privilege, and I'm aware that it's a privilege, um, to be able to choose what I could eat in a healthful manner. Not everybody has that, right? And so this was a time where I was struggling. I was I was very healthy-minded. I wanted to be healthy, but honestly, I was not financially stable. I was married for three years at that point. I had about $30 in my bank account and had recently had my second child. I was working two and a half jobs and doing 18 college credits, you know, in university. It was overwhelming. It was an overwhelming time. Maybe that's even an understatement. I had so much responsibility and so little time to do it, honestly, if you think about how many things that I was doing, but it was all for survival. I never used a planner, let alone look at one three times a day like I do now. I had no idea how to manage my day, no routines for my morning and evening, no real goals I could come up with because I was just busy, like I said, surviving. Well, one day I was sitting in a halakha on a Saturday. I used to go to them twice a month whenever I had off, and my teacher was speaking about time. You know, we went through the deep, uh, the depths of um, Surat al-As, and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala outlines the losers and essentially the winners of paradise. Now, this is a very small surah that many of us memorize, but is often overlooked in the depth of its meaning. We, um, you know, we had put such, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put such an incredible emphasis on managing time in the surah. And that obviously it was a clear path to Jannah. And, you know, that's what I'm looking for, Jannah, right? So I was listening intently. And she spoke about accountability, not just to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but to those who we shepherd, like our children. And I remember that those words never left me. And as I was traveling home, the two and a half hour ride back to my house um, from the Brooklyn uh, meeting there to our apartment in the outskirts of the city, it just kept replaying in my mind. And I walked in the house that night when I finally got home and I saw my children sleeping in the room with my husband. And I remember getting on my knees at the foot of the bed and at the foot of the baby's crib, And I kissed each of them and I made my du'as to Allah to help me. And I promised each of them I would never lose time. And I would never let them suffer and not have opportunities or the best possible environment because I couldn't get myself together and get organized and focused. I knew then that it was unfair. From that day on, I searched every possible way to make the most of my time. I learned all that I could from Muslims, non-Muslims, about time and managing and crafting it so I could be the best Muslim I could be. Now, the reason I have the success I have today by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is because I reclaimed my time. I took it back. 
I stopped letting it slip through my fingers and get wasted or stolen by things in my life that weren't going to get me where I wanted to go. And the result? Well, today I have three degrees. I'm on my fourth. I'm debt-free. I have five beautiful children who are um, I'm just completely proud of who have been taught the value of time and have it a place of importance in their own lives and now for their own children. I've worked to the top of my career, honestly, so much that I could retire early. And what I say to you, dear sister, listening, is I did it all as a person who originally was a horrible user of time. I was unorganized and I had no support or guidance. What changed everything for me was that I reached out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I asked him for help. And I was serious. I had my why. I knew the risks of not getting my act together. And I put my trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I got to work. You know, when you make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there is nothing, literally nothing we can't achieve of khair, of good for ourselves. There is no cap, no ceiling. Our greatest hindrance is not our situation, our environment, or other people. It's ourself. I am my own competition, my own best help or hindrance after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's will. And I, and once I removed all the excuses and reasons I couldn't achieve, I was unstoppable. And that is why this is just the beginning. Mindful Muslim is not what it will be five years from now. You, you see, I'm going to tell you, I believe in Allah. I promise because I have my goals and my vision set on 20 years from now for this. Not even next year. And I am not, um, you know, going to limit myself by anything. By Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there is no limit to the good we can do for women on this earth for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inshallah. We love that you're here with us and we are so honored by many of you in our programs, in our classes, on the podcast. You message me on social media. I love what we have built here together. So this is just the beginning. And I want you, every time you think you can't do it, to remember me, to remember my story. I was not this way. I chose it by becoming conscious and making good choices. Life is about a summary of the choices that we've made. And when you ask Allah for help, he will help you. And you might say, well, sis, I've made dua before. But dua is is just dua. You have to follow it up with what comes after, which is all of your effort. And if you feel like, yeah, I would love to do that, but I'm not sure how step-by-step, then you know that's what we're here on the podcast, giving you steps every time. I'm about to give you my three steps that I use, and it's very simple. What is the harder part is the follow-through, and I can't do that for you. You have to do that for yourself. But if you feel like you really want to talk it out, you know you can always DM me. I have slots that are open. I know a lot of you guys say, hey, they get filled up fast. I know, guys, but if I open more, you just fill them too. So we're doing the best we can to support all of you and keep life balanced for ourselves too. So just forgive us for that. But let's go into now how we can make goals for 2022. And, you know, goals get achieved by passion, by desire that is created within no one but you. So dig deep. And if you struggle with that, like I said, reach out to me. But this is my personal invite to chat with me if you needed one. Some people are shy. They feel they're bothering me. You're not. Don't get stuck at that point where you're just like, oh, 
I don't know. There are so many things waiting for you. Maybe just a quick conversation will be the catalyst you need to get started. So let's get into the three steps here. I'll tell you exactly how I plan my goals for the year every year. All right, so let's get into how we can achieve our goals because they are done with passion, with desire. It's created in no one but you. You have to dig deep. And if you struggle with that, reach out. Like I said, this is my personal invite to chat with me. Some people feel like they're bothering me. You're not bothering me. But, you know, there has to come a point where you're like, all right, let me do this, right? There's so much waiting for you, but maybe just a quick conversation will be that catalyst. So let's dive into it. I have a three-step formula that I use to make my goals, and it is a combination of the past, present, and future, all right? So basically what I do is, for the first thing I do is I look back and I reassess my past. What happened in the past year? What happened that allowed me to accomplish some of my goals and that didn't allow me to accomplish others? I get really honest with myself about, you know, how I set up my goals. Maybe they were not realistic. Hey, maybe I was in a different place at that time, emotionally, mentally, physically, financially, that I'm not in now. I could be in a worse situation now. I could be in a better. But being really, really mindful and conscious of that is the first step. And a lot of people are like, oh, you know, how can I have a more peaceful life or more mindful life? It is really just a bunch of reflection. And what we do here on the podcast, we just tell you and kind of like this step by step on how to look at things in your life and pivot. And that's really what it is. Your life is just an absolute gift and there's so much we can do. So I have reassessed my past, looking at my goals. Now, FYI, I make smart goals. If any of you guys are in our Ramadan program, that we do every year. Shout out to you guys. We have a Ramadan recharge program that comes out in Ramadan because again, just like these goals, people make these awesome Ramadan goals, right? Like I'm going to like, you know, fast like this and I'm going to read this much Quran and everything always happens like that. People are like supercharged. The first week starts. Sometimes they're even nervous. I get it for like new Muslims, but like they're pretty excited at this opportunity. The first week goes and by the end of the week, boom, we have people plummet, dive off because they start to find themselves. They didn't do what they thought they would do. Um, We have some people that they just drop off right after the first week. And then some people who they keep going, but they're really like kind of disappointed that they're already behind, quote unquote. And then they keep going, keep going. And then by midway, they either just completely give up at that point. They're like, forget it. What's the point? I'm never going to finish the Quran by now. I'm never going to be able to, um, you know, memorize all those hadith. I told myself I was going to do this and that. And they start to beat themselves up. So we know that. So we have an entire program in Ramadan where we keep the motivation. Because motivation is a problem. It's a problem with this too. So I'll get to you in a second. But like in Ramadan, it's the same thing, right? It's that motivation, procrastination. I need support. I'm not sure what to do. I just need to feel like I'm surrounded by people who are doing it with me. Like that's the stuff that we do in the Ramadan Recharge program. And that will come up. And whenever it does, I know you guys always ask me, when is it coming out? Like, I'll let you know. But this is something you have to um, understand is that this is a human thing, right? You're not a broken person. This is a human thing where humans are going to do that. But what are you going to do about it? How are you going to take charge of that? So what I basically do is I have a piece of paper and I take out a pen and I just sit with myself and I write at the top of it, um, reflecting on, and I put the year, 2021, 2020, whatever year it was, right? And then I just start writing like two columns, what went well, what didn't go well. And I usually put like the different goals that I had. I don't, you know, overwhelm myself with a ton of goals. I usually have two or three major goals that are in different parts of my life, maybe spiritual goal, um, 
a um, like a life goal, like for my finances or something like that. Or maybe I'll have a goal for like a family one or, you know, I have them split up to whatever I'm focusing on that year that I think I need to improve on. And then I just start like literally just talking about it by pen, just writing out like my feelings about what happened. And from that, I start to assess like what went well, what didn't go well. If you're a person who's not a big writer, you could take out your phone. You could do it on a recording. That's totally fine. But I'm telling you, when you go back and you listen to those recordings, you reread what you wrote, you're like, oh my goodness, like what was happening with me that year? When like three years later, you go back and read it. It's really, really interesting. And you get a nice little summary of what happened in your life that year. It's kind of cool. So anyway, um, I do that, right? And because I have smart goals, everything's measurable. So for example, if I said, um, I'm going to memorize three Jews of Quran, I, even, I either did or I didn't. You know, whatever it is, I either did or I didn't. I did one and a half. I could write that, you know, or two or whatever. I always set my sights a little bit higher to push myself. So if I fall back, you know, it's like those people that like I always go into an exam going for 100. I'm never like, oh, my gosh, I'm probably only going to get an 80 and I shoot for an 80 because then if you fail, you get a 65. Right. So I always shoot for the stars. Right. I'm not going to be cheesy about it, but I really do. Because if you fall back, at least it's not that far. At least you're still in a, in a point of excellence or at least very good, which is where I always go for. So do you suggest that for you? Number two, I dive into the present and I go, okay, now that I've assessed that and I get where I am, what makes sense for me right now? And I have to think about where I am in my life right now. A lot of this is very reflective. People love little sheets and filling things in. And all of that is complete nonsense if you don't do real reflection. You know, I know a lot of people with awesome goals and planner sheets and everything, but nothing ever gets done because the reflection is not genuine. It's not real. This is where you get real. And a lot of people don't want to go here. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable that like, oh, I was such a lazy procrastinator all last year. I don't want to really talk about that. But you know what? Deal with that. Why? Ask yourself, why did you procrastinate? Let me tell you a little secret on me, like why I find I, I, I procrastinate on some things. Um, it's because I find it's hard to do. Usually things that are hard to do, we procrastinate, right? Or things that seem overwhelming. So what I do, and I've talked about this in my YouTube channel, and you guys can make sure um, you're subscribed there because I'm going to do a lot more in that. But basically, I break things up into smaller tasks. Like if you see my bedroom reno that's coming out probably in January, I was going to do it in um, December, but because we have the morning routine coming out and then the, you know, the evening routine, check those out and everything, um, you know, they're, they're all for December up are coming up. And so basically I realized I need to break something into smaller pieces or I wasn't doing it because I didn't have something. So for example, um, there was this thing where I had to like send out something and I realized that I'm like, why am I never going to the mail post and sending this out? And I realized it's because I was missing addresses. And I was like, well, if I had the addresses printed right in front of me, is it much more likely I'd go? I'd be like, yeah, but I couldn't find the file, right? I couldn't find the file where the addresses were. And because of that, I kept pushing it off, pushing it up because I have to go find the file. So my point is, then I realized the real problem is I wasn't keeping the file in a place that was easily accessible. And next year, if I had to do that again, the same thing was going to happen. So there's a lot of prevention that can live inside this little mini conversation that I have with myself in about, I don't know, 45 seconds. That was all it took for me to realize, okay, well, why did I really procrastinate? Well, I didn't take it because I didn't have the addresses. Well, I didn't have the addresses because I couldn't find the file. Why didn't I find the file? Like you just go backwards, right? You just ask yourself a question about the thing before. Why didn't I go to the post office? Because I didn't have this. Well, why didn't I have this? Because I didn't know where it was. Well, why didn't know know where it was? Because you get where I'm going with that. And you just do it backwards. That's how you, you question yourself. It's almost like a mini interrogation, but it's a good one because by the end I realized 
What would have gotten me to go to the post office was me not putting was me putting files in the right place on my computer. That would have never made the connection between my computer and the post office. I would have completely thought it was a post office thing, whatever, had to send something out, never brought it all the way back. So this year, that's not my problem anymore because now I fix that. Do you get where I'm going with this? So when you're thinking about your present and what didn't work, instead of spending the energy to beat yourself up, spend the energy to figure out why it didn't work and what would work better instead so you're more successful. So I do a little bit of that for each different goal, thinking about each one and how it went. And if something was successful, guess what? I celebrate. I reward myself. I take myself somewhere. I buy myself something. I get myself something like a little nice pedicure. Whatever it is, I literally celebrate. And I look forward to these things at the end of the year where I get to celebrate my accomplishments. And obviously also all involved in this, no help is without a less penna And of course, where I'm doing extra rakat for gratitude and thanking Allah, making talba for anything that I didn't do that I was you know this is the time you want to catch yourself in that moment live in the present and I'm thinking about my life right now and okay if I'm setting goals for 2022 so then I'm pivoting to the future now to number three um what makes sense what makes sense for this upcoming year I originally I wanted to be on track to do this but now I realize maybe that's not that important to me anymore maybe there's something else that was way more urgent that came up so these are things I just want you to think about I want you to think about slowing down, giving yourself 30 minutes alone in a room with a notebook. Just make a date with yourself on your calendar. I'm dead serious. Do it before the year's over. Do not make your goals when January comes. It's like making Ramadan goals in Ramadan. Like how useful is that? You're already late, right? So make them now. Make them today. Make yourself a little date this weekend to get with yourself and do this. And I'm going to give you a bonus tip. Check your plan weekly to stay on top of it, right? And adjust. When you need to, just just adjust, but be kind to yourself about this process, but also be firm. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, hope and fear. Be kind but firm with your promises to yourself and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Muslims, Muslims, our promise, our word is everything. And so we should take that seriously with everyone, including ourselves. And of course, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make you of the most successful in 2022. I can't wait to be back with you again when this podcast comes back on Monday. I will see you then. Inshallah, bismillah. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.